everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting in this war room is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the first round of the NFL draft. How's it going, Dave? Good morning. <laughs> I'm saying morning as well. I'm absolutely shattered. How drunk are you after the steal that you got I didn't have at pick 50? I didn't have any alcohol last night at all. <laughs> Genuinely, I didn't have any. Not even to um, celebrate. I celebrate. No, I celebrated with a bag of Walker's crisps. <laughs> That's not celebrating, <laughs> About, Dave. Just uh, two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm so rock and roll. That's my celebration nowadays. I'm so tired. I've had barely any sleep and I've been on the go all day. So, For all of those hardcore Exhausted. people watching from the UK, it did finish around half five, I think, in the morning. Five o'clock, 5.30. It was um, uh, I, brutal. I, yeah, I bailed about five. Um, just because it was, I think the Vikings and the Chiefs left, and I'm not sticking around to see those those lot pick. I can't wait for them in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, I bailed on that one. Okay, so um, it kind of well, I, I don't know how you feel, Dave. That was a very weird draft for me. Um, not having anyone move in the top twelve picks was probably a the most thing shocking thing last... for me. More than more than some of the picks right. that happened. A similar thing happened last year. Um, so there weren't many picks in the top ten or fifteen at all. I don't think. And um, I think I mentioned in the mock draft that we had earlier on as well that uh, uh, earlier on in the week that it's going to be much more difficult to trade just because of the conversations that are going to have to be had. There's, it's going to be much, much more complicated. And I think that's sold through. It's in the fact that a lot of teams have made their prep and just decided that they were going to go with what they knew and didn't really want to trade out. And it's the usual things of teams asking for too much. There was a couple of trades that didn't happen that should have. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's not too much of a surprise given the circumstances. Um, but I do think there's a few teams sort of missed out. Um, 49ers are the obvious winners in the trading states. Well, they moved around quite a bit in the draft last night. Uh, it, it was the Lions, obviously, at three that everyone thought was going to move out because... You can probably get Jeffrey Akuda at five or six um, yeah. and get extra picks, but they must have asked for too much, I'm assuming. Yeah. The calls must have yeah. been made yeah, by the, the Dolphins and the Chargers. Uh, and the well, Lions probably broadly just reported. It. It's been broadly reported that they've been um, speaking to other teams about about dropping the pick. But again, what are they asking for? Um, mm. If any, any team who's going to be drafting up, um, really, you're looking at drafting from moving from sort of four, um, maybe six. I don't know. You, that's that's sort of where you're going to be looking to move from. Uh, sorry, five or six. Uh, so yeah, it, it, if you're moving up from fifteen, then obviously you're going to have to sell the farm. But it is a bit of a surprise that they didn't make a deal. To be honest, but it's the way it's, it's the Lions. It's not too much of a shot. So, I mean, the first, let's say, 10 picks, I think, kind of went how most people thought they were going to go. Uh, Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeffrey Akuda, a tackle for the Giants. In this case, they went for the safest one, which was Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Then Tua goes to the Dolphins without having to move for him. The Chargers go with Justin Herbert. I've said everything I need to say on Justin Herbert for the time being. Um, There's no need to do anything about it now. Panthers go with Brown kind of the safer yep. of the defensive tackles. Um, and then so Isaiah Simmons falls down to the Cardinals. I'm not sure that's the best fit for Isaiah Simmons or the Cardinals, but... It's not, but the Cardinals have got a player. That's the thing. They've got a player oh, yeah. who 
will cover multiple positions. A word on Derek Brown. I mean, first of all, I just want to say we got um, we got six of the first seven picks right. Um, I'm obviously swapping the trade. We said that yeah. Akuda would go uh, at uh, to the five. Lions at three rather than going later on. Um, so they go at five, and Miami would go for two or three. Yeah, and we yeah, obviously Andrew but, Thomas was the one that. Well, the, this, the interesting thing is the wife called that. So I said to her, who are the Giants going to go for? Because she's a Giants fan. She went, Andrew Thomas. I was like, yeah, all right, not that high. And uh, she <laughs> called it. So I give her credit on that one. Um, but no, it's word on sort of Derek, Derek Brown. I really like Derek Brown. Plays angry. I think he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant fit for the Panthers. Um, bit of a shock because the obvious pick was Isaiah Simmons, but a uh, solid pick. Uh, and then we go... Obviously, CJ Henderson was a bit weird as the second one for the, the Jags. Uh, and then Jedrick Wills went to the Browns. Mackay Becton was maybe a reach for the Jets at 11, uh, depending on what you think. He's obviously physically gifted, uh, but he's playing in a small small school in Louisville. So you just don't know um, how it's going to translate. Uh, and then the first first wide receiver taken, I can't believe what the, the betting odds will be on this one, Dave, but Henry Ruggs was the first yeah. wide receiver off the board. Out of all the other wide receivers, um, it's like they channeled the spirit of Al Davis with that pick. <laughs> Who's the quickest guy out there? Yeah, man. I think, well, first of all, going backwards slightly, uh, okay. we were all wondering whether there was going to be a run on offensive linemen or wide receivers. And it seemed at the beginning as though there was a little bit of a run on cornerbacks that was unexpected, which kind of threw everything off. Mm. Um, so as soon as guys started slipping, but this was, as you mentioned, this was the one that really made everyone sit up and think, what on earth? Because all of a sudden there's, there's guys dropping down who shouldn't have been. Um, and yeah, Henry Ruggs going at four, uh, go, it was at 14 or 12, 12, going at yeah. 12. I mean, that's, it's insane. I, I genuinely didn't think that he was going to be the first one off the board. And I so really then we had didn't. the first, yeah. Um, I mean, he's a great player. He is a great player. He's great at yak. He look, so he'll take he the looks, ball five to ten yards down the field and then run it another 50, which yeah. is kind of exactly well, what you want if you're Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota. Well, this is, this is the thing with Henry Ruggs. I mean, he's not a deep threat. He's got this insane speed, but he's not a deep threat. He wasn't used as a deep threat. He becomes so deep, though, it, once he's got the it ball. It becomes deep by the fact that as soon as you miss a tackle, and it's a similar thing as well with... Um, Jerry Judy because they're, they're so good at running routes their body movement is so good if when you play them inside when you play the same with C.D. Lamb playing the air raid system as soon as they make a safety miss in the middle they've got 60 yards to run into so it's kind of this new breed of slot sort of inside or outside slot wide receivers um, that, they, that they've become so yeah dangerous players but it's a weird system. I don't see rugs fitting into that system. I don't know if you disagree with me. I just don't see the Raiders having the system that's going to suit him. It just feels a bit weird. I mean, the Raiders are ones that always pick kind of weird. Um, oh, yeah. We'll go through their other pick a bit later on as well. <laughs> uh, then obviously the Bucks had the first trade in the draft. They moved up one spot, which I'm not sure if it was really necessary, but they went and got their offensive tackle for Tom Brady in uh, Tristan Wirfs. Then the yeah. San Francisco 49ers had their free pick. So they took the replacement to DeForest Buckner, which is Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. Great pick. I, like I said in, the, in our mock, I preferred Javon to Derek Brown. Um, but that's just a personal preference. Yeah. Then we had the Broncos I... 
Oh, would you want to talk about Javon Kindle quickly? The only thing I was going to say to him is I do like him, but there's a couple of times, as I mentioned it before, he, he does spend a bit too much time on his arse at times. Um, <laughs> but he's got a huge ceiling. I mean, again, there's, in any draft, there's 20 guys who are elite, and after that, it's a little bit of a pigeon shoot, mm. um, as proven this time. But no, solid pick for the 49ers. They've done exactly what they needed to. They've managed to trade down and get a little bit extra capital for it. I mean, big wins for the 49ers there. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Judy then goes to your Broncos, Dave. How excited are you on a scale of one to Splooge? I was petrified because when Judy was on the board, I was sitting yeah. there thinking, because all the talk has been, we're going to trade up for Jerry Judy because we've got three third round picks. So when he was still on the board, I thought, we're not going to pick him, are we? We're going to do something. We're going to pick Patrick Queen or we're going to pick somebody that we don't need and we're going to end up screwing ourselves. And I was so, so nervous that we weren't going to do the right thing. But as soon as we did, yeah, brilliant. I really can't wait. Is mm. We've we've not had um, not had a pacey slot receiver until, uh, well, we've not had one for the past couple of years, obviously since uh, Emmanuel Sanders has started slowing down a bit when he was playing inside the slot. Um, so yeah, it'll be a nice to have a guy who complements the offense and gives us another piece. We've now got um, four or five genuine pass uh, options with Noah Fan out of tight end, Cortland Sutton on the wide. Uh, we've now got Melvin Gordon as well, who's uh, a genuine pass catching running back, and we've now got slot receiver. So it, it's it's exciting times to be Bronco. We just need an offensive <laughs> line now. Oh, <laughs> well, you're welcome to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, then you had the Falcons at 16 they took a cornerback which we thought they would and they went for AJ Terrell out of Clemson the Cowboys are sitting there then at 17 didn't have to move up as they did in our mock draft and they took CeeDee Lamb who I felt was the best wide receiver coming out of this draft he just reminds me of Calvin Johnson Uh, so that is a huge win for them I mean first of all the AJ Terrell pick was uh, that, that really threw me I mean that was a bit of a road pick everyone knows they need a secondary so it's not too much of a surprise they've gone there and I think they're victims of um, the previous run on uh, cornerbacks but that is what it is in terms of CD Lamb I like him I just I just think he I don't think he's as good as Jerry Judy and that's not me I've said that I said that in previous um, I said that in the previous pod as well that's you not did. me being a homeboy I, I just think his main benefit has been the air raid system that he's been in, the fact that he's played with um, two Heisman winners back-to-back, two first consen- well, two first overall picks back-to-back with uh, Mayfield and Murray and then played with Hertz last season. He's played in a great system and it's all about what he does after the tackle, uh, after the reception rather. Yeah. Now, the issue that I have is it's easier to do that in college. Is he going to do that? Is he going to continue to do that in the NFL? Now, he's playing in the NFC, so quite frankly, I hope he does. <laughs> I really hope he does. <laughs> so, it doesn't bother me all that much. Um, so, yeah, good luck to the guy. I just don't... I'm, he's the one I'm a bit unsure of. Uh, I think Ruggs has got a definite method in which he has to play. I think the same goes for Judy. Um, the ceiling is high for Lamb, and the floor, are, you expect it to be reasonably low. But there's a lot of mouths to feed now there in, in Dallas. A lot of mouths to feed. I think they'll be okay. The next one was um, the Dolphins' second pick, and that was a head-scratcher for me. Austin Jackson being taken from USC, offensive tackle. Yeah. Well down my uh, draft board. I don't know about yours, Dave, but PFF didn't rank I mean, him very highly. Or I think, I think the Dolphins got away with this one because 
10 minutes later, everyone forgot about what the, what the Dolphins did. And we're <laughs> dumbfounded by what the Raiders did. So I think the Dolphins have probably got away with one there. Well, yeah, the Raiders then went in for Damon Arnett, <laughs> at cornerback. I, I don't, did we skip to the second round and no one told us? No, it was third. Third round. But yeah, Jesus, what <laughs> happened to those two? I mean, um, Damon I, Arnett I'm is, is a, good, a good cornerback, but no one was talking about first round for Damon Arnett. No one. I've, I've, see, I've seen him uh, on a few bits of game tape and things like that, but I don't, I don't really know anything about him. I'm going to be brutally honest. It, it, he's not crossed my path in any depth, so I know nothing other than it feels like a bit of a reach. It's a massive I mean, reach. I said, um, I said as much. Said he's on the other side of Jeffrey Akuda, which is why you don't hear too much about Damon Arnett. Yeah. Because everyone's yeah. talking like Jeffrey so, Akuda. But if he's, I mean, any team that's going up against, um, Anything that's going up against them, essentially, you're going to be targeting the other guy other than Jeffrey Kuda. So he must. Well, it's a bit like the Christian Fulton be, thing, isn't it? LSU. Yeah, he's got Derek Stingley on one side to be able to to come away with any kind of uh, recognition in this draft. So he's got to be a strong character. Yeah, it's still a stupid pick, as far as I can see, for the Raiders. Oh, absolutely, 100. percent Jags then coming again with Clavon Chase on linebacker from LSU. I mean, they do need defensive picks, so I'm not going to be too they angry do. at them. On that one, he was a first-round um, talent. It feels like a par or a birdie. I think they've got good value there over what everyone was expecting. Hmm. And then the Eagles sat there at uh, 21. Yeah. They have to pick, pick what they want. They've lost four um, options at wide receiver there. And they take Jalen Rager from TCU. But they were, they were the options that I think they would have expected not to have been there. Well, it so seems like they, they wanted they... Jalen Rager. I mean, obviously, if you if you pick him over other people like Michael Pittman or LaVisca Chanel, Brandon Ayuk, Justin Jefferson, yeah. then clearly they um, were enamoured by the guy. Yeah. I mean, they did it last year. They picked up JGS Sega Whiteside ahead of DK Metcalf. So I think they're probably that franchise who makes a decision on who they want and just run with them. Yeah. So Regardless of the consequences. Fingers crossed, yeah. though, Jalen Rager is not a bad wide receiver. It's just... Every, was, as far penned, as I can see, was, at 21. Yeah, he was definitely penned in um, as a second round talent. Um, yeah. But how much of that is because he's a victim of the wide receivers who are ahead of him with Judy and Ruggs? And, I mean, the fact Maybe. that is he underrated because of what's ahead of him, if that makes sense. If they weren't, they'd probably be going in top 10, top 11, maybe. In a different year, potentially. Yeah. But. Uh, so then, obviously, Justin Jefferson does go to the Vikings at 22. So they also needed a, um, a wide receiver. We had them moving up in our mock. Uh, they yeah. didn't bother in the end and still got someone that you rate more than I do. But Justin Jefferson, I like, I like Jefferson. good stats at hands. LSU. Yeah. And then your possibly your favourite player in the draft, Dave, goes to the Chargers at 23 in Kenneth Murray. He fell quite a long way. He did. I mean, a lot of people had Murray going around about 20. Um, I had him going around probably 10, um, but there's no surprise that he dropped off um, just because of the fact that there was a run on positions before that. But the Chargers moved up to get him, so they obviously saw something that they liked in him. Um, Murray now being twinned in that defense is uh, a concern. It's just, it's, I think we're just fortunate with the Chargers, they've got no offense. So I mean, they didn't get Isaiah Simmons, so, but they did get the next best thing, which was Kenneth yes. Murray. Yes. No, I think Murray is Simmons light. And as I say, fitting into that defense, they've got real solid personnel now. Yeah. So the Saints at 24 have another head scratcher. Cesar Ruiz <laughs> at center. No one thought they were going center, but you know, 
I mean, okay, we, you, we you can say his interior I, offensive line because he could play yeah, guard. I, he, he has played guard. This this is the issue. I mean, I, 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 we mentioned him on the pod. I like Cesar Ruiz. I think he's a very, very good player. And I think he's good value as well because of the fact that um, I think he played five games at right right guard and right tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, played, he was playing centre. Uh, played five games as right tackle and also played as left guard as well. So he's got versatility. If he can move anywhere um, on that line, I mean the, the the Saints line is is superbly good. So if they can pick up a guy who can fill in, so he can fill in as a utility player almost anywhere, then he, that's worth its weight in gold because it means they can carry one less offensive lineman um, on the squad roster and pick it up somewhere else. So that actually might be sneakily in the long run one of the better picks because um, it just frees them up to pick up another player elsewhere. They don't pick again until the third round, so pick 88. So you, yeah. if you're going to pick at 24, you want it to be the person you're happy with until pick <laughs> in the third round. Um, yeah. So, okay, they must love Cesar Ruiz. They must. Yeah, if you watch his, watch his game tape, he's, he, he is, uh, he's a very likeable player. <laughs> <laughs> so the 49ers get their normal pick now, and that was Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver from yeah. Arizona State. Uh, again, another very good pick for the, the 49ers. I think, again, they just seem to kind of know what they're doing in these drafts now that John Lynch has turned up. Yeah, but he, I think Brandon Ayuk still felt like a second-round pick. Um, but I understand why the 49ers went for him. It gives him a different option on offense, and it's probably the right thing to do. It just felt a bit high. I mean, they moved up for him. Yeah. So they clearly thought he was going to get taken before 31. I'm not sure that would have happened, but no, I, I don't know either. I think the op- the option, uh, the opportunity came for them to move up and grab it. So why not? There's something to be said, it, isn't there, for, for moving up for you know, not just picking someone in the first round, but moving up for them as well. Usually happens for wide receivers, or uh, sorry, usually happens for quarterbacks um, or cornerbacks. I mean, this is this is literally a perfect segue into the next pick. Exactly. Whether you're doing it intentionally or not, I don't know. <laughs> of course, I'm doing it intentionally. I'm a professional, Dave. What are you talking about? <laughs> so the San Francisco 49ers move up to get a player that they really want to show their love for, and then the Green Bay Packers yeah. at 30 do the same thing. They move up to 26. Uh, <laughs> With the Miami Dolphins. So they, tra- they trade with the Miami Dolphins. And yeah. the Green Bay Packers shocked the world by taking Jordan Love, quarterback from Utah State. Yeah. Um, we did do a podcast That's on quarterbacks. Point. We've talked about Jordan Love, ad infinitum. As far yeah. as I can see, he's a slightly better version of Justin Herbert. So I'd, I'd draft him above Herbert if I had to. I, but I wouldn't draft I think... him first round. Well, and not, not to all, that situation, just, not to that one with no. the Black Widow there at, at number twelve. Well, first of all, let me just let me just say this one thing. Um, well, two things really. There's no way the Packers would have drafted a quarterback without telling Rogers. There's no way they, that conversation oh, yeah. would have already been had, and they would have already got his buy-in in some way, shape, or form. Okay, I mean, maybe he's moving to New England. Who knows? You know, <laughs> to start a rumor, but. Drafting up and picking up a quarterback that is unfancied in with pick 26 mm-hmm. uh, doesn't always end too well. See Paxton Lynch in 2016. Um, so, yeah. That, that's, Johnny Manziel. Uh, Johnny Manziel, yeah. Um, so, there's precedent been set. But, um, no, I mean, Jordan Love, good luck to him. He's a very likable guy. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, he's going to need all the luck he can have right now. How does it's... that help the Packers, though? How does it help them in any way? Aaron Rodgers well, wasn't the problem with them last year. No, but if you can, if you can bring in, if he's the right guy, if they look at him and think legit, he's the right guy. Okay, then what they can do is they can pick up Warner. But uh, when they could, they have uh, not Kurt Warner. I remember who was. Oh my god, this is what I mean. I have zero sleep in me. Who was the quarterback they had before Rogers? Favre. Favre. Yeah, edit that bit out because. <laughs> Start from here. Honestly, I have I can't remember any names at the moment. It's driving me fucking mad. Right. Start. So it's not too bad in if if they genuinely think that this is their guy, that love is their guy, they've had a generation with Brett Favre, they've had the same with Aaron Rodgers. And if they move on and think that love is the guy and they can have love for ten or fifteen years, they're gonna basically have had what a thirty or forty year period with three quarterbacks. No other team does that. So if they honestly look at him and believe that this is their guy, go for it. Why not? And they can sit him for a year, they can sit him for two years maybe, until they believe he's the guy. The only problem is history tells us that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like having a guy sitting behind him waiting to take his place. Uh, but we'll see how that works out. I mean, where's Brent Huntley now? Aaron Rodgers got Aaron Rodgers. That's what happened yeah. yesterday. <laughs> but so no, never, see, it'll be. Yeah, it's an interesting pick. It's a long-term pick, though. Um, so I think if I'm a Packers fan coming out that, I'm feeling a bit deflated. If I'm honest, you could have picked up a wide receiver to help yourself if you really thought you could win that. I mean, while you've still got Aaron Rodgers in the building, yeah. you could have put another wide receiver in there. You could have yeah. helped him out on the line. You could have gone. You could have gone anywhere about from quarterback. That was the one place I think. You know, that is the uh, every, every mean, year, Dave. We have at least one team that stacks it with their draft pick, and the Packers yeah. have been that team this year for me, no question of a doubt. But this has been called by. There are a few people who have called this. I mean, um, yeah, idiots. It was called. It, well, I was going to say it was called on the herd, but it was actually called idiots. on the herd. Idiots. <laughs> it was actually called on the herd by. Um, your your favorite guy? What's his? Uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, Joel Clatt. Joel Clatt. Joel Clatt called it at one point. Saying, "Well, Joel Clatt's very clever. If anyone was going to um, move up and take a quarterback, it was going to be the Packers. Um, late on, he was in reference to later on in the draft, it was going to be the Packers, and it was going to be Jordan Love. So Joel Clatt called it a hundred percent. Whether or not it was still the right move is another question, but it was something that was called. So there was um, foresight there for it." Doesn't mean it's the right. Well, thing I agree with you. I agree with you. It's a pants pick. What are you doing? Win now. You know you've you've got a quarterback who's knocking on. Just just win now. Another one that was rock. it kept it kept coming because the next pick was twenty seven for the Seahawks and Jordan Brooks. Yeah. From Texas Tech was the, <laughs> the selection there. Um. um. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what are they uh, doing? Uh. Next, <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone was still That's stunned like by the Jordan Love pick that well, Seattle, Seattle when, just kind of lent on the phone or something. And when Jordan Brooks was announced, I sort of looked and thought, I don't, I don't know that name. Why? Why don't I know that? It's like I'm not, not so Damon Arnett. I'd heard the name. I was familiar with the name, but when Jordan Brooks came up, I'm like, I genuinely don't know the name. I've not, I've not heard it at all. I just haven't. I no idea. Bizarre. No. I mean, they still could have had Patrick Queen, who went then to the Baltimore Ravens. 
oh, that is a steal. Yeah. Absolute steal. Um, just just one of those days, wasn't it? You know, Malik Harrison, they could have had Troy Dye from Oregon. You know, they were they were better players there than, than Jordan Brooks, as far as I can see. Yeah. Or Willie Gay. Yeah, 100%. I had Willie Gay going first round if you ignore the red flags. And Seattle's the kind of oh, team that might, might do that, but... I, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say I can't. I, I have no idea what I, I, I'm speechless. I've literally no clue. It is what it is. <laughs> but again, in, they've done it before. That where they've turned um, road picks into solid players. I mean, their mm. Legion of Boom was sort of made in the third round of a draft. So there's precedence there. I we'll just have to wait again and wait and see how that one plays out. So yeah, the Ravens get a steal to an extent with Patrick Queen. Uh, then you have got the Titans going offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson from Georgia so um, that's both Georgia tackles taken in the first round yeah I'm not too sure that's about both. Isaiah Wilson to be honest I mean I, th- I thought there were there were higher picks there yeah Josh Jones from Houston that could have gone um, well what I spoke to um, was one of my friends who's uh, one of my good friends is a Titans fan um, and I was speaking to him and I said what do you expect and he said well half of me expects a cornerback now considering there's a run on cornerbacks that obviously wasn't going to happen um, and that's mainly because um, one of their, their star, star cornerback has yet to sign a new deal um, not penned a new contract yet so right. uh, the other thing obviously with Jarrell Casey moving to the Broncos he was mm. thinking interior help on the defence uh, the one thing I don't think he was expecting um, was the signing of a uh, offensive lineman. So, a bit of a surprise, but I think it's a, it is a good enough pick. He's, he's a little bit of a reach, but it seems okay. Mm. I mean, it's relatively safe taking a lineman. Yeah. You're not going to cause too yeah, many, to you know, too many especially arguments when in the building. Especially when you've franchise-tagged a uh, running back and just signed a new um, quarterback as well, or re-signed your quarterback. So, I think it makes sense. So then we've got the Dolphins who have moved down from the uh, with the 49ers. Do you want to announce the 30th pick there, Dave? Nope. No. No. Uh. <laughs> no. Uh. I think is how you say it. The corner from Ig- Auburn. Ogane. Igbinogane. Igbinogane. I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh. Well, I mean, the uh, the commissioner butchered it as well. So. Did he? Yeah. he had a bad night last night. At one point, <laughs> he announced that um, in lieu of this draft, the Raiders would get the 2020 draft. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. what are you on about? <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a great night. I mean, again, this was a little bit of a, a reach for me. Uh, I, I thought there were other players there that they could have taken. Um, Christian Fulton, most notably. Jalen Johnson. Uh, even Trevon Diggs. I, you know, again, if we're taking I, round two like, talent, then why are we? I mean, again, if you're if you're the Dolphins, you can. I mean, what what's wrong with taking someone like as, as you mentioned, DeAndre Swift? Why not someone like Levis Kishnell? Someone who's going to give yeah. you that extra weapon because they they're guys who can have a real impact rather than taking someone who, yes, you like, but you can hold off until the second round too, especially because you're picking early in the second round as well. It just this is the one that makes no sense at all, like zero sense because they've got a pick coming up very soon. I mean. Yeah, this makes this one makes sense to me, Dave, because they had three sure. picks in the first round, and two of them were offense. And Brian Flores, the head coach, is a defensive head coach, so right. I'm sure he was like, "Come on, all right, I've given you a, a quarterback, I've given you an offensive tackle, give me something on the defense for the first round." Um, and they would have just looked down their cornerback board and 
he was the next I'm one assuming up. I'm assuming when they were looking at their cornerback board they started from the bottom then the <laughs> <laughs> not, that bad. not that bad well the mm. Vikings didn't do much that much better either Jeff Gladney from TCU one that you love a lot it's uh um Gladney taken. I liked um Gladney liked he's you uh, liar <laughs> you're throwing shade on Jeff Gladney Gladney in the uh, I, the thing the is you what you're doing is you're comparing Gladney to um you're comparing Gladney to very, very good players. Is he a first-round player? No. I think he's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I think I quite like him. I just don't think he should go where he is. I mean, it is a reach. There's no doubt about it. It's a reach. But, I mean, the Vikings need help. That's the issue. They need help <laughs> in the secondary. They absolutely need help. And the last pick in the first round didn't get traded out, as you thought it might do, Dave. The nope. Chiefs stuck with it, and they picked who I thought they would actually pick, and that's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running yeah. back from LSU, because he's he's almost a wide receiver. Mm. He's that pass-catching running back, and he's so shifty. I mean, Joe Burrow said he was the best player he ever played with. When yeah. you think about the teams that Joe Burrow played on in college, that's quite a statement to make. It is. He was his get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, mm-hmm. So there was... Uh, a, an interview that uh, Burrow did with, I think it was SI, I can't remember. Um, and he was saying Sports that... Sports Illustrated. He, yeah, so whenever... That, so they had certain schemes that they always ran, so which guys ran routes and blah, 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 blah. And were, he always knew where he was going to fall back to. And Burrow's got good feet, so, you know, it, it, he always knew which way he was going and, and he had full spatial awareness. And he always had Edwards Hilaire in the same place on specified routes. So he was basically a route runner. And he knew that if he could, he could go through his progressions and if none of them were there, rather than throwing it away, he could essentially just throw it blind to an area knowing full well it's going to get caught. And that's pretty much what he did constantly. And because the guy he's thrown it to can do, you know, a 40 in about 2.1 seconds is ridiculously fast, but shifty fast as well. He's moving through gears. It, it immediately turns what is essentially a loss into a plus five, six, seven, eight-yard game. Um, so it was a huge out for Burrow, and all of a sudden turns a second and ten, or a third and ten, into first down. Yeah, so, yeah. No, it doesn't surprise me. I think it's a, it's a, a perfect way to complement uh, the the way that the uh, Chiefs play, especially on, um, especially on second and long as well. Yeah. And so that was the first round. Yeah. It was uh, I think it, it ran. For relatively smoothly, it didn't feel yeah, it that much different to points. a normal draft. It took a bit long at uh, points. I mean, yeah, as uh, as it was mentioned on our WhatsApp group, there should be a stewards' inquiry as to why the Bengals took ten minutes to pick Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah, um, if, they've, if they've said and, before they're not going to trade it out, then what are they waiting yeah. for? Yeah, and he did not look particularly excited to be going to the Bengals. <laughs> he sort <laughs> well, of put the you? phone down and went, oh, "There it is." Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Good. I'll give it. I'll give it four years. <laughs> I'm not gonna move, get a move. Um, they've got obviously <laughs> the Let's wrap it up, Dave. We just got a quick one on the second round that's happening tonight, and the third round that happens tonight. Obviously, Cincinnati yeah. get the first pick uh, tonight. What do you think they're going for? I mean, they they need they need to protect their asset. Simple as Josh that. Jones. Do we think? So more than likely, um, I still. Um, uh, on the mock draft that we did, I mentioned that I really liked Matthew Pert, and I think yes. he he's a guy who can play all the way along the line. 
um, there is a possibility that they can trade back and potentially pick him up um, slightly later. So again, this would be an option for them to trade back. The Bengals don't trade though, so chances are it's going to be um, someone like Josh Jones or uh, Matthew Pert. So I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. Or interior it's like the Tyler Booty. Jones. Um, potentially, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense for them to stay interior. I mean, they've got a young offensive line, so they need help on it. The Patriots moved out of their first round pick. Uh, it means they're picking at 37. Uh, the Chargers' um, second round pick there was given away. Yeah. So, do you think they might look at a quarterback or? No, I think they'll look now at that Jordan Cole Komet or Adam Troutman. I think Cole, they'll be oh, the good tight end. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think so. Fair enough. Um, tonight, I think, I think see the genuinely, I think, as well. I think they're sticking. Yeah. I, I w- it would be funny if they went, went for Hurts, though. Don't say him. <laughs> the complete, no, the only, not because you like Hurts. That's, that's irrelevant. Mm. The reason I'm saying about Hurts is because he's the complete opposite that of what fit. Tom yeah. Brady is. No, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. It would be funny if you went, you sort of going, okay, so you built this scheme around a quarterback who's all about accuracy, staying in the pocket and having presence and, you know, being that safe guy to being a guy who's a bit of a, I don't want to call him a gadget player because that's unfair to him, but certainly being, living on instincts and flying by the seat of his pants in a good way. So it's a complete difference to what they've done previously. And part of me wants them to do that. I've got to wait 16 picks before the Steelers um, get a chance at Hurts. Um, there are How a couple of teams that might take him. Pick him. <laughs> the only thing, the, the only thing that hurts related that's going to be anywhere near your practice facility is going to be a rental car. <laughs> Not a <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Thank you. It's all good. Um, who, who do you think the, um, the Steelers are picking up? If Hertz, say Hertz isn't on the board for whatever reason, yeah, because um, I know that's your first choice. Where, where are you going after? I don't really mind. I would expect them to go. Um, Huh. Uh, probably defensive tackle. I know mm-hmm. that we we have made some moves since we lost Javon Hargrave, but if there was a, a Ross Blacklock or a Neville Gallimore sat there, then I wouldn't be mad if they took him. If Gallimore was a guy I mentioned, I really liked as well. Yeah, but like I said, there's 16 picks in the in the second round before it gets to the Steelers. Uh, you got the Texans have finally got a pick. Um, the Rams trade out of, Rams <laughs> Rams got a couple of picks in the second round. Uh, but yeah, hopefully they'll be a bit quicker tonight. Obviously, it's rounds two and three, I believe, that are happening tonight. And uh, uh, yes, rounds two and three happening. Start start is midnight again. Um, yeah. In the first round, each team got ten minutes. This in this round, I believe it's eight minutes. So it moves it a bit quicker. Yes. So fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, but let us know, you guys, what you thought of the uh, the first round. What happened to your team? Um, yeah. Um, um, one have one to do quick thing I was going to ask you, done, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, one thing I was going to ask you, uh, what's your pick of the first round? What's your best pick, best um, oh. best value rather than best pick? I, it's got to be CD Lamb, falling all the way to CD 17. Lamb? Yeah, I'll do that. And he was what, my favourite wide receiver. Which player do you think is going to have the biggest impact on the team? Well, hang on, it was the best pick for you then in the first round? In terms of value, I agree, CD Lamb. Good. Going all okay. the way down there. I don't think any human being on the face of the planet thought CD Lamb was going at 18. No. I mean, we had them taking a wide receiver draft going all the way up to, what was it, 8, 9, 10, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, have, uh, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think the biggest impact is potentially going to be Chase Young, um, just because I think he's going to knit that entire defence together and turn it into a unit 
um, that is really, it's, it's kind of like what we saw with Demarcus Ware coming in at the Broncos. It just knits the unit together and makes it a solid, solid unit, uh, makes it dependable and gives them such leeway on the offense. I think Chase Young is going to be an absolute game changer for the Redskins. And I think the biggest impact is going to be Jordan Love. He's going to ice pick his way through that team. Gonna, yeah, I was supposed to drink be... and nearly spat it all over my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to cleave that. That, that team in twain. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so a, a team that's going to be completely all over the place next year now. If the Packers are 0-3, what's the chance that they'll pull <laughs> 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 Well, you'd have to have some kahunas for that, wouldn't you? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's who's going to have the most impact? Who do you think is going to have the most impact? Yeah, I think I'd like to say Tua if he actually yeah. came in and played well, but I think they're going to sit him. Um, I think I think to a certain degree they have to, but it depends on the start that they have. I mean, we know that you're not going to get a whole season of greatness out of fit. So you're going to get games of greatness, but you're not going to get a whole season. So when he goes through that three-game patch, where his toilet, which happens every year, no matter where he's been, do you resist the temptation to go, fuck it, let's bring him to her? I'm not sure you do. I'm not sure you do resist that temptation. That's, that's the whole problem with Ryan Fitzpatrick, is that he can't stay good. It's the mm. cycle um, that he goes through. I'm just looking at the... I, I want to say Isaiah Simmons, because he is that good. Yeah. If you stick him into no, any defence, but you've already got Patrick Peterson still in there, Buda Baker at free safety. You've got people behind him that you can um, rely on. You've got Chandler Jones there, the most underrated outside linebacker in the in the league. So, no, I, I think that Isaiah Simmons should have a massive impact on that team. They weren't expecting to get um, a talent like that on defence in the first round. So, and maybe not the most sexy one, but there we go. <laughs> the biggest reach? Austin Jackson, maybe. I am going to disagree slightly. Go on. And I'm going to say Justin Herbert. Oh, well, okay, being, all right. <laughs> no, the, the only reason being, I think Herbert's okay. But I he's just only assumed okay. that one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But he's not a guy who you pick up. He's not he's okay. Not, he, well, he's okay. He's not a guy you pick up sixth. I mean, from the Broncos' perspective, we've picked up, um, we've picked up Jerry Judy, which is absolutely fine. The Chargers have picked up Herbert, and the uh, the uh, Raiders picked up um, Henry Ruggs. I mean, it's, it's Christmas morning. <laughs> it's, we've dodged a massive bullet because if two is going to the going to the um, Chargers, you're thinking oh, I'm not too sure because it could go either way. And there's a likelihood if if he comes in and stays fit, that is. I mean, it's going to be very difficult for us to finish anywhere near the top two in that division if that's the case. I and, think if you um, switch the Chargers picks around, Dave, in the first round. If they picked yeah. Kenneth Murray at six and then picked up Justin Herbert down at 23, that might look all right. It's a bit like the Giants picked last year when they took Daniel Jones at six. And then... Yeah, yeah. it's just, I think the, the consensus is that Justin Herbert is something he isn't. Um, yeah. If they picked up Herbert 12, 15, 18, yeah, I get that. It's a slight overreach because he's a quarterback, but it's fine. It's the fact they picked him up six. Um, as uh, our previous well as that abdicated king always mentioned they never really picked up at sixth before and they were always picking sort of 15 or so and they never really got a game changer this was their chance to get that and they just they somewhat shit the bed so <laughs> yeah i was just looking last year if the giants had taken um was it dexter lawrence and deandre baker first and then taken yeah. 
Daniel Jones at the end of the first round, it would have sounded a lot better. But there we go. So that's the first round, guys. Um, yep. Hopefully everyone's going to enjoy some tonight as well. Rounds two and three going through. Once the whole draft is done, I'm sure that me and Dave and we'll try and get Punk and Philly Sai and maybe even the King uh, to sit down in the room and, and go through the whole season and the whole draft and uh, kind of wrap up the entire season. But for now, this was just the first round recap. Um, thanks very much, Dave, for, for coming on and doing that. And um, good. yeah, we look forward to tonight. So until then, I've been Jim. That's been Denver Dave. And thank you so much for listening. 